I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Sitting in for Clay and Buck today, syndicated radio personality Michael Barry. And Merry Christmas. As you put together your uh, Christmas presents and head to the stores to take back the returns and clear away the tree and all the wrapping paper of 2023 and prepare for 2024, so too. We will take a look at the year that was and begin discussing 2024, which will be a very, very eventful year in politics, culture, and America. In just 20 days, less than three weeks, on Monday, January 15th, the Iowa caucus will be held. Just 20 days away. If it feels earlier than usual, it's because the last contested Republican uh, primary caucus we had, or Republican caucus we had, was in 2016, and it was in the month of February, February 1st, when Rand Paul, Mike Huckabee, and Rick Santorum didn't fare well, they dropped out, and the field narrowed. Eight days after January 15th, in New Hampshire, on January 23rd, they'll have the first primary, Iowa having been a caucus. Two weeks later, February 8th, Nevada will hold their caucus, as will the Virgin Islands. February 24th, the South Carolina primary. February 27th, the Michigan primary. March 2nd, Idaho and Missouri will have their caucuses. March 3rd, the D.C. primary. March 4th, the North Dakota caucus. And then the big day, the single most important day of the entire Republican presidential primary, Super Tuesday. Caucuses in three states, Alaska, American Samoa, and Utah. Primaries in 13 states. 
On that day, 874 delegates will be up for grabs. To put that into perspective, there are about 2,429 total delegates. So it takes about 1,125 delegates to win the Republican uh, primary. So the magic number is 1,125. There will be 874 up for grabs on one day. Two-thirds of what you need on one day. There will have been just short of 200 already up for grabs across Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and South Carolina. So on the morning of March 6th, Wednesday, March 6th, we will wake up very likely having our Republican nominee. If not, by the end of March, within the next three weeks, another 710 will be up for grabs, meaning that there are only about 400 delegates out of the 2,400 delegates up for grabs across April, May, and June. So my theory is by March 6th, the, the day after Super Tuesday, we either officially or de facto have our Republican nominee. And I would argue we probably have our Republican nominee already. Now, that causes some people to be happy or to scream at the radio because, oh, you're promoting Trump. Not at all. I'm calling balls and strikes as I see it. I wasn't a Trump guy. I was a huge Ted Cruz guy. In 2016, I introduced Ted Cruz the night before the Iowa caucus, which, who remembers, he won. He narrowly defeated Donald Trump. Ben Carson had a pretty good showing as well. And that catapulted Ted Cruz into a race with with Donald Trump that but for a lot of other people being involved might have even been closer. But the Trump juggernaut, something I did not understand. I didn't see it coming. I didn't think Trump was for real. I thought it was a show. I thought he'd spent too many years as a Democrat. I thought he was too much of an opportunist. I didn't believe he would govern as a conservative conservative slash libertarian, which is what I would like to see of the government. Was he a perfect president? No. Did he govern much better than I expected and pretty darn well? Yes. Yes. And I think that a lot of people that started where I did, which were sort of Ted Cruz conservative Republicans, grew to like Donald Trump. A lot of the people that liked Trump at the beginning have turned and become DeSantis people. We'll get to that in just a moment. So my theory is that by March 6th, we probably have our nominee. If you go to a lot of the sites that are doing the polls now, and you look at the polls, the polls are almost exclusively Trump versus Biden. I would argue there's a greater likelihood that Trump will be the Republican nominee than that Biden will be the Democrat nominee. But we'll get to that in a later segment. I've seen a lot written and spoken about the fact that DeSantis can't seem to get any traction against Trump because he's run a poor campaign. Jeff Rowe, who was a big Ted Cruz guy, uh, uh, was, was head of the PAC, this very well-funded PAC, and he stepped down last week. There are people criticizing the PAC. There are people criticizing DeSantis. Uh, they, they, they quote the things that the Trump crowd uh, criticizes DeSantis for the, the heel on the boot, the, uh, well, who knows? Really just a bunch of things that you say to get inside somebody's head. I don't think DeSantis necessarily did anything wrong because I think DeSantis was himself. I think Ron DeSantis is the best governor in the country by far. 
and almost everybody in the country on the Republican side of the aisle, especially, and even some Democrats, agreed with that until he ran against Trump. And that's when he had to be pilloried, and I understand it. But the real reason Trump's going to be the nominee is not because DeSantis ran a poor campaign, and I don't know that DeSantis running a great campaign would have made a huge difference. When Trump steps out of the debates, I pondered. I spent a lot of time thinking. If you remember, he spent that night uh, on the air, or they aired the episode with him and Tucker Carlson. And I remember thinking what a gamble that was, because he's not showing up at the debate. So much of Trump's persona, so much of Trump's strength comes from the idea that he doesn't back down from a fight. How does he justify that he's not at the debates? But by not being at the debates, he sucked the oxygen out of those debates. And once you got a few debates in, I think most people that weren't already with DeSantis or, to a lesser degree, one of the other candidates, really saw nothing interesting about the debates. And the most talked about person at the debates was Vivek Ramaswamy. Whatever you may think of him, he's pretty quick with a quip, including putting Chris Christie in his spacious space. But the reason for the Trump juggernaut in 2024, and this is the reason I think he's the nominee in almost exactly 60 days from now, and I think it's a fait accompli at this point, is a couple of things that I will describe as the mood of the nation. I think where the political class gets it wrong is the idea that a great campaign can change people's minds, that the political class, that the operatives, that the consultants, that the influencers and talking heads and and any number of other people can change people's minds, I think it's dead wrong. I think that technology has democratized and pluralized the process such that you've got a lot of influencers who don't even know they're influencers because they run what used to be a blog. They run a Twitter feed that has a decent-sized following or a Facebook page that a lot of people listen to or a radio show in a small town or a non-syndicated radio show in a bigger town. And I think a lot of those people have more influence then perhaps D.C. and the big pack and the national television hosts understand. But it's bottom-up, not top-down. And that's the difference between the Republican voter and the Democrat voter. And we're going to get into that now. The failings of our institutions have hit people, whether directly or the perception of, which would be indirectly, but the perception of directly, wherever they are in the country, not just in the big cities. The first is that government is failing to protect Americans. The second, that government attacks and harasses everyday citizens. The third, that government is corrupt and helps only their friends. And finally, that Republican leaders, elected officials and party leaders, corporations and influence leaders are considered weak and self-dealing. We'll get to those one by one. I'd like to start with that government is failing to protect Americans. And I'll be with you the, the entirety of the week through Friday. And what I'll do is go through some of these at greater length, but I, I want to kind of signpost them now to get you thinking. And to understand that the reason Trump will win, and whether you agree, whether you like Trump or not, 
The reason Trump will win is because Trump is perceived. You can say, well, he's not any good or he's the best. Trump is perceived as the guy who will best address this for each individual voter. Government failing to protect Americans. On May 11th, the headline was, Title 42 has expired. That meant that our border that was already wide open was now more porous, inviting more people. And inviting is the word. They're not just coming, they're being invited. We're seeing folks who are arriving with papers as to where where to go, what community center, who to talk to. They're given a cell phone. They're given money. They're given food. Why wouldn't you leave the poverty of your country to come to all these things welcoming you? This isn't asylum. This isn't natural. This is far worse, exponentially worse, than it's ever been. You've got crime on our streets, the result of such things as criminal justice reform, the Soros-backed district attorneys. You can see it in retail theft. Anybody that goes online or you watch the evening news and you see somebody walk into a Walgreens or a CVS with a bag and they just unload it and people just watch and film. And then you see the CVS and the Walgreens close down and it's as if, can't we do anything about this? We can't stop people coming in our borders. We can't stop people from stealing in our retail stores. You had a Chinese spy balloon on February 3rd that the Biden administration announced they had shot down. Actually, the thing had been floating over our country for a week. The Biden administration first denied that it was happening. You've got attacks abroad. Americans attacked on October 7th, visiting Israel. You have hostages taken who are American citizens. And then the first person out of that hostage negotiation is tied to a donor of uh, Hunter Biden's artwork, and Joe Biden gives a reprieve to that person on that basis, that's a government for hire that doesn't protect you and me, and Americans know it. You've got Americans in the Middle East being attacked. We had U.S. airstrikes overnight and yesterday because Iranian-backed forces in Iraq have been attacking U.S. forces. We had three American service members injured yesterday. And a lot of American military families remember the 13 Americans killed during the Afghan withdrawal, one of the worst busts of the Biden administration. All right, coming up, I want to talk about the mood in the country for which Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley and no one else could overcome that is bending people to the arc of the Trump presidency and why he is perceived as the guy who would be the best leader for the country in uh, on November 5th when the election is held. Lots more to go. I'm Michael Berry. I'll be in for Clay and Buck the entire week. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. I want to start with how Republicans will choose the nominee to be on the ballot on November 5th. I don't believe it will be against Joe Biden. I think there's a better than 50 odds that Joe Biden doesn't make it to, uh, to the election day as the Democrat nominee. If you think Biden's in trouble, if you've got five arguments for why he has trouble outside the Democrat base, trust me, the Democrat grand poobahs have 50. They are around him. You only see him mumble and bumble and drool and poop ever so often. They're having to watch it close up. You're seeing the best of what he's got. They're seeing the reality of Joe Biden. And they've got, I think, Gavin Newsom waiting in the wings. But that could change. I just don't think it's up against Joe Biden. But more importantly, in the short term, the question is who the Republican nominee will be. And I don't think there's really a lot of doubt that it's going to be Donald Trump. I would just make the argument that it's not because Trump's running a great campaign. Trump's barely running a campaign. And it's not that DeSantis 
is running a terrible campaign, although I would argue it's not one of the better organized or executed campaigns I've seen. They have done an amazing job raising money. They have done an amazing job uh, with some of their endorsements, but I just don't think that DeSantis fares well up against the Trump juggernaut. We'll talk about Nikki Haley in a moment because she's she's a different question. And no, I'm not a fan. But what really what really won the White House for Donald Trump in 2016 wasn't the great campaign he ran. He really didn't run much of a campaign. I mean, relatively speaking, he spent very little money, way less than you would expect, and certainly to win. He had very little logistical support in the way say, George W. Bush in 2000 had, the way Reagan had in the grassroots support in 1980, having hovered around conservative organizations for a while. He just didn't have what you would expect to be a winning campaign other than him being an incredible candidate that media, whether they wanted to or not, couldn't keep him off of television. Television you couldn't afford to buy. And that television, CNN being the worst offender of folks putting him on the air, it was sort of a a grudge viewing. They put him on the air, hating him, not understanding that their view of him wouldn't be the same as what viewers would see. And guess what? It's still the case. How on earth, how on earth, Is Ron DeSantis ever supposed to get any oxygen when the only thing being talked about is Donald Trump? Love him or hate him, he's the entire conversation. And that's why he'll be the nominee. But I want to talk about the mood in the country and what that mood is coming up. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. I'm Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. Some of you have already figured out how to reach me by email, and that's our website, michaelberryshow.com. You can send me an email directly, and I'll read some of those during the breaks. I'm talking about the phenomenon that I believe will result in Donald Trump being the Republican nominee. And it's a long way until November 5th. But I think that Trump is stronger today than he's been since maybe 2018. And I think there are reasons for that that the media can't overcome, try as they may. For instance, on December 13th, just a few days ago, Reuters ran with a headline, Yes, Trump can win the 2024 election. Here are four reasons why. And I'll summarize those simply. Number one, voters are unhappy. Number two, he speaks to fear. Number three, Trump's actions are not disqualifying for many voters. And number four, Biden gets all the blame but no credit. Even Reuters is telling its viewers, readers, that Trump can win. And part of that is to marshal resources. Hey, guys, you can't just keep him off the ballot. You've got to do something more. I also think this is a call to arms, and this is a conversation that's being had in D.C., in New York, in L.A., in Chicago, amongst the donors and and the aristocracy of the Democrat uh, Party 
that says, we've got to get Biden out. We've got to get somebody else in who can win. Because the Democrats care most about controlling power. And none of them, none of them are loyal to Joe Biden. Never were. He was just the horse that could get them across the finish line. Where are they going to go? Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Kamala Harris, she dropped out before Iowa. So I want to talk about the mood in the country that, that, that brings people to Trump that means that the campaigns and the debates don't matter. Number one was government failing to protect Americans. I talked about the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down February 3rd. But by the time it was shot down, that was this dramatic act. We're talking about something the size of three school buses that was floating over America with all of this equipment. And and the military leader who was asked, how would you know where to see it? He said, well, look up in this very condescending tone, as if Americans were getting overly nervous over something we were told was nothing to worry about. But it turned out it was. When we talk about the mood in the nation, which I would argue is the strongest support for Trump, the result of the mood is that Trump is the leader. There's nothing DeSantis or Haley or Chris Christie or any of the others can do about that. Trump is the guy that people look to in this particular moment because of the mood they're in. Catherine Herridge was on Face the Nation referring to a black swan event, and she said this. Oh, mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons- uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine. And we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. I know you know this, but a black swan event is something that was not foreseen, that is out of the ordinary, with dramatic, dire consequences. The term black swan goes back literally 2,000 years to literature as something that could not happen because it was believed that a black swan couldn't exist. Swans had to be white. And then in the late 17th century in Australia, a black swan was actually discovered. And we came to learn that there are more black swans. It's sort of like the unicorn. It's a thing that doesn't happen very often. But a unicorn, if you've seen the hotness scale of ladies, you know that a unicorn is super hot and super cool, and that means that she's not possible. It's even out there beyond the who you would marry. It's a unicorn. It's so great that it doesn't exist. The black swan is sort of the alter ego to that. Something so terrible that when it happens, you didn't see it coming. Once it does come, according to the black swan theory, there is what is known as hindsight bias. And that is, I saw it coming and here were your indicators. The idea of referencing a black swan event is that people will begin to see that it could happen before it happens. 9-11 was not a black swan event. It was called one, but you could have seen a number of factors leading to that, including the same area 
being bombed not so many years before and the same group being behind it. And, oh, by the way, international threats. How many times in this country do we see a mass shooting and we find out that the FBI was on to that guy? I don't know if you remember the name Nadal Hassan, but at Fort Hood in my state of Texas, he walked into a base where the soldiers weren't allowed to carry weapons and began shooting and killing unarmed American service members. It wasn't a surprise. That guy had been reassigned from Walter Reed in D.C. because he was, when our soldiers were coming back from war, he was telling them that they were terrible and they were suffering depression because of the evil they had done in war. And he was sent there by our own military. This guy was already in touch with one of the worst, worst uh, uh, Muslim leaders who was who was recruiting and training these folks. So what will be called a black swan event, if it happens, will be called so and will be followed by hindsight bias. Everyone will say, well, you could have seen the indicators. What were the indicators? Oh, I don't know. Our border being wide open. So wide open that now we're not just having Mexican citizens coming up to work to work in agriculture, to work in Nebraska, uh, uh, butchering cattle, to work uh, picking uh, grapes and going back at Christmas to spend all the money they made. In Texas, growing up in Texas, being born there in 1970, it's been commonplace for particularly Mexican nationals, but also Guatemalans, El Salvadorans, for those folks to come up to the United States and stay in Texas, make a lot of money or relatively a lot of money from where they're from, and spend the month of December back home living like a king, return and do it again. And that's been going on a very long time. What we're witnessing now, the size, scale, and, and scope of what we're seeing, we're seeing folks coming in from Africa. We're seeing huge groups coming in from Haiti. We're seeing folks coming in military. They're all men, and they're all around 20 to 25 years old, military-aged men from Afghanistan, China. That's a real problem, considering what's going on in those countries. When Catherine Herridge talks about a black swan event, we're talking, if not a 9-11, we're talking about the type of event that is not one guy walking into a school or a theater. We're talking about the type of event that rocks the entire nation, not just the community, and occupies more than than one news cycle. The type of event that, I don't know, 22 years later, we still remember how vulnerable we felt. Americans feel vulnerable. Americans feel that there are evil forces working against us and that our government, which we fund, which belongs to us, is not doing anything to stop it. The U.S. airstrikes yesterday are a desperate attempt to show that we're fighting back against Hezbollah because those three service members that were hit on Christmas Day, they have family members, and they're going to be interviewed. There have been over a 100 strikes against our American forces by Hezbollah, which is Iran-backed. At the very time the Biden administration is playing footsies with those folks. At the very time that we have seen our folks come under attack, and it feels like our government finds ways to protect them, but somehow spends all this money in Ukraine 
for people that are not American citizens. And then the big news this morning, that on Christmas Day yesterday, Hamas protesters in New York City took over the streets, kept people from being able to go out and shop. One of the happiest times of the year is one of the, the, the happiest moments. You're out with your family, maybe you're going for a meal, and they're announcing that they're canceling Christmas. The number of people involved in those sorts of takeovers is frightening. Now, the media and the Democrats, and the comedians for that matter, will make light of the fact that Americans are scared. It's not just white Americans that are scared anymore. It's not just xenophobia, fear of foreign people or different-looking people or different-sounding people. You've got immigrants that are frightened now, immigrants that are here legally. This is not the America they came to. This is not the stability of the nation they fled to. This looks more like the instability, the, the chaos, the mayhem of the countries they fled. This kind of nonsense they didn't expect to see on the streets of America. And you know what? You don't have to live in New York to see on TV what's happening. You don't have to live in San Francisco to see that those stores are closing for a reason. You don't have to live on the streets of uh, Chicago to see the shootings and the numbers. And we'll get into the crime problem in a bit. The government is failing to protect Americans. And Americans feel scared. They feel nervous. They feel anxious. They don't want to feel this way any longer. What is our government doing? Our government is attacking and harassing everyday citizens. January 6th is a lightning rod in this country because a lot of people believe that this was the worst takeover of American government, even though it lacked any any weaponry, that there was an attempt to take over the country and we weren't going to have a country anymore, we wouldn't have democracy, and we'd have some shaman with his face painted up and he would be the king and there'd be nothing we could do and he'd be screaming Braveheart. And we're supposed to believe that. And time will tell and continues to tell how many lies were told about what happened. You've now got members of law enforcement coming forward. You've now got folks coming forward and saying, I can't be silent anymore. The narrative doesn't hold up. They have to, they have to keep people from being able to see the footage of that day. Government attacking and harassing everyday citizens while not protecting us. Elon Musk investigations. Here was the guy who was the toast of liberal America with his electric cars. Then he takes over Twitter, allows for free speech, which is the enemy of the left, and now his businesses are being investigated like some third world country. This sounds like something Putin would do. Gun control. Gun control is nothing more or less than an attack and harassment on law-abiding citizens. Gun control doesn't stop the thug from shooting up law-abiding citizens. Gun control prevents the law-abiding citizen from hopefully being able to even the score. The COVID mandates, firings, shutdowns. The government harassing and eating away at the liberty of everyday Americans and their ability to make decisions for themselves. And then, and we'll get to this in just a moment, the indictments against Trump. The March 30th first indictment, which was a state indictment, then we went to the federal indictments, and now what happened in Colorado, which I will tell you you don't need to panic over. We'll get to all of that coming up. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay and Buck. I'll be here all week. 
Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. And let's start with a call. Let's go to Paul in Minnesota. You're up, sir. Welcome to the Clay and Buck Show. Thanks. I just want to try to weigh in on why I think so many people see Trump as the only choice. You know, we're metaphorically and literally surrounded by the enemy right now. The Democrat Party has gone all in fascist. Um, and we see, you know, when you're surrounded, you're, you're going to find the guy that's not afraid 
to charge the metaphorical uh, machine gun nest. And we don't see Haley or DeSantis or any of the rest of them as that guy. Um, the, the first day that Trump takes office, if that does happen, uh, the Democrats are going to come at him with one lawsuit after another to try to hamstring his presidency, just like they did the first time. It's going to take bold actions on Trump's part. Um, and what I mean by that is letting these activist judges know that they're not going to interfere in his administration's attempt to seal the border, to deport these illegals, and on down the line as far as issues go. Um, if that means declaring a national state of emergency, whatever he's got to do, I think Trump is the only one with the cojones to actually do it. And that's why we see him as, you know, the only choice. Whether that's true or not, what's important is that is the perception. And the perception is what will drive people to vote. But you make an interesting point. And this is where I think a lot, I watch the influencers and campaign operatives for the various campaigns argue with each other. And, and I notice a lot of the DeSantis folks who are really smart people, very smart people in, in their personal lives, um, very smart when it comes to politics. And, and some of them are former Trump folks, uh, from, from 16. Some of them served with Trump. Um, some of them supported, most of them supported him in 20. And I see a lot of those folks arguing over policy issues and what Trump did and didn't do. And a lot of the Trump folks argue on the basis of emotion and, and this sort of animal instinct. And I think that most voters are not as aware of which policy was passed by whom or how someone voted on this or that issue, I, I think that most voters get a gut feeling, and there's nothing wrong with that, because they're running their bakery or patrolling the streets or raising their kids or teaching school. And I think Trump wins that. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home, the foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.